Hello, folks. This is Princess. You are listening to the Millennial Mustard Seed Podcast. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to share with your friends. It's tough. We're in a very tough spot. I think that what we're doing right now is of great benefit and virtue because it's an end around between this whole corrupt informational system, media system. We claim to believe in a God who spoke the universe into existence and literally raised himself from the dead. And yet we're not going to believe that anything else exists in the spirit realm, even though his word tells us that they do. Their bodies weren't permitted to go to sleep like humans do. And they weren't permitted to go to heaven. So they wander the earth. You know, I've seen the eyes turn black to unknown tongues being spoken. These giants would live way up in the highland. The young graves, the young men would hide up in the trees and wait for one of these 12 footers to come walking down the path and they would jump on them and kill them, drag them back to the village and the village would feast on the body. Then people start to get weapons, they start to get armor, they start to build cities, they start to fortify their cities. Now, God looks down and there's violence everywhere. The battle, this war that we are at, is not against each other. It's against these principalities and these rulers and these archons in the high places. It's really worthwhile to read the Bible yourself. Fear is one of the primary drivers of mind control because we have to take every thought captive and resist fear. You're going to have a testimony that is a justice case against the kingdom of darkness. Welcome back to the Millennial Mustard Seed Podcast. I'm your host, Rod, and thanks for being here with me. I have an awesome episode in store for you guys. I'm joined by Chuck from Fire Theft Radio. And this is an epic interview slash conversation. We really jump into the Hail Hydra series that Chuck has done over on Fire Theft Radio. And really the conversation just organically unfolds. Chuck has covered a lot of content over the years that is very relevant till this day. We talk about episodes that he's done with Dr. Michael Heiser, Dr. Judd Burton, Dr. Laura Sanger, just different people that are credible, that really bring the power punch when it comes to relevant topics like the alien disclosure that's relevant in the news right now. I mean, this is kind of a big deal and there's a lot of people, in my opinion, that do not have good resources or good places to go. First and foremost, go to your Bible. <laughs> the Bible talks about this stuff. And that's one of the cool things that we discuss on this episode is just all the different rabbit trails that are out there in the world today that people are wrestling with topics. Where do I go to get good answers through a biblical filter and what Chuck has accomplished through God's grace over on Fire Theft Radio is impressive to say the least. And it's really cool to be able to collaborate with him and just have him as a guest here on the Millennium Mustard Seed podcast. This is a bombshell episode and there's so much more. Come on, you guys know how it is. This is the Millennial Mustard Seed Podcast. You're going to get the best that I can offer, and I'm hoping that's good enough. Leave me that five-star rating and review. That helps the podcast grow. That helps me find other people. That is the best compliment 
I could receive here on the podcast is you guys going to Apple, writing me a review, leaving me the five stars. If you're on Spotify, leave me that five-star rating and review. And don't forget when I label it a video episode, that means on Spotify exclusively, you guys can watch the video content, whether it's an interview with me or it's content that's been created by Enoch, a very good friend of the show from the rundown of our reality. With all that being said, check the show notes, you guys. I need your help. Partner with me. I need you to pray for me. In the show notes, you will find the link where you can donate monthly. 99 cents a month, $5 a month, every penny helps. And I need you guys to partner with me. With all that being said, I am ready to jump into this interview. Are you guys ready? Let's go. Hey, this is Chuck from Fire Thamp Radio, and you're listening to Millennial Mustard Seed. Welcome back to the show, everybody. I have an awesome episode in store for you guys. I have one of my favorites with us here in studio. Well, not in person, because he's on the other side of the country, but Chuck from Fire Theft Radio. It's an honor to be here with you, bro. Hey, man, what's going on? Thanks for inviting me. It's been a... Um... It's been a while since we were supposed to do this, and and uh, I'm glad that we finally got it taken care of here. Absolutely. And I know we tried this a few months back. Well, probably more than a few months back, and there were some major failures on my end with equipment. So <laughs> it's great to just get connected with you. And I just want to start off by literally giving honor where honors due, man. You've been doing this for a long time, and I've been listening to your show for, I'd like to say, close to two years. But I know you've been podcasting for a lot longer than that. Mm -hmm. And for my audience sake, you guys, I literally was listening to what Chuck's doing. I'm like puzzle pieces were connecting together. And there's a small handful of people I'd put in this category where it's like you just got to recognize people for (laughs) going out ahead and really paving a way and just being bold. Because right now, I feel like a lot of people think it's cool to podcast and talk about aliens and this and that. But the the people who have the heart to do this that are really in it for the right reason, that makes all the difference for me. And I remember when I reached out to you, man, and I was kind of in a rut at the time. And I'm like trying to process information. And you just were genuine and cool. And you're like, what's up, bro? Like, you just talked with me and treated me like a normal person. And (laughs) i I'll never forget that. So yeah, I hope that's what you are. You better not be you no know, reptilian or something. Uh, <laughs> I have an idea. <laughs> I have an idea. You covered some content, and, and yeah. when I reached out to you and we talked on the phone recently, I'm like, "What's going on right now?" There's all of this information floating around. A lot of deception, alien talk in the Senate. I mean, videos popping up, a million messages yeah. and signals, and I'm like. You have covered content over the last few years in particular that really are, it's beyond relevant. It answers questions. There's credible people you've interviewed, great insights. So I want to pick your brain on what you've done on your podcast and send some listeners to episodes that you're going to recommend to help get some solid answers. There's way better answers out there than just dismissive pastors who were like, Oh, sorry, I looked into that. We're not going to go there. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? 
We got the word of God. <laughs> so Chuck, right. just introduce yourself, man, and and just kind of chat with us here a little bit about what you're doing on Fire Theft Radio and help the audience understand what they should expect as we dive into some of your past recordings and an open conversation. Well, I do suggest they go back to the early episodes to kind of get a, a gist of the growth of the show because uh, when we first started, it sounded bad. The recordings were bad. The audio wasn't really good. I, I didn't know how to speak properly. I still don't really know how, but I, I've learned so much from uh, listeners and I've taken the their words into consideration and we've made it, a, I guess, more listenable podcast. But we were we the reason me and Omar or Omar and I started this podcast a long time ago, I think it's seven, seven years going on eight years. We started recording almost eight years ago, but started posting like seven years ago. And uh the reason we were doing it is because we both were involved in a, in a cult that was like a Christian church, and a lot of doctrine was very questionable. It led us to be a little bit more, I don't know, we were always kind of curious as to, wait, where did the pastor get that from? Where did that come from? Like, where, mm-hmm. where where is that written in the Bible? That doesn't seem like it's in context. And that took time, but every time we would ask questions to the pastors, they're like, oh, no, just trust us, just, uh, you know, very dismissive, uh, nothing to see here, citizen, move along kind of thing. And I don't know, it didn't set well with us, but, you know, we, we were servants of the church, so we were like, all right, well, um, let's let's uh, keep moving forward. And, I mean, there's a lot of history there, but just to get to the part where we are now is that that kind of led us into doing a lot of research because we were very curious guys. We are like, what about the alien phenomenon what about the supernatural what about ghosts what about uh, abductions and and all these things that people seem to be very real and it was only known in in, i mean eight years ago when we were looking into this stuff it was over 10 years ago it was really only in the fringe you had to know the the books to read there wasn't really much on youtube or things like that uh like there is now uh, there's de- it's definitely oversaturated now, but I mean, it, it gives you a, a hint as to this thing is not a small thing. There's a lot of weirdness and fringy stuff happening around the world, uh, and there wasn't a real explanation within the church, at least. And so uh, in doing all this research, it kind of led us down uh, the path of like, can we look at these kind of weird, fringy topics from a biblical perspective and long story short, definitely you can. Um, And so uh, that kind of was the, the driving uh, factor for, for be starting fire theft radio and continuing to dive into this weirder sort of research, like the UFO phenomenon and things like that. And it's so important. Like what you're saying is I feel like some people do that, but they never like document that process. Right. I mean, I've talked with old heads and they're like, yeah, we were suspicious of the alien thing and trying to make sense of it back in the seventies. And it's like, well, that's, that's a general thing that I feel like a lot of people are really wrestling with behind the scenes. What do I do with this information? And is there a conflict with my faith if they're a believer? Um, and how does it fit in? So when you, you know, you and, um, your old co-host, you guys decide to, document that process in a sense right Mm -hmm. yeah and and that's helpful it it is and the surprising part was is uh one of our one early on one of our first guests i mean we had at the time oh my gosh we had 
less than a hundred followers. I mean, it was like minimal downloads where we maybe would get like 70 downloads out of all of the followers. It was like really small. And even then I reached out to now the late uh, Dr. Michael Heiser, which is a scholar, like an actual scholar. And he was talking about this uh, fringy UFO stuff. He even made some books, uh, some fictional books, but he would tie them back to relevant things in the Bible. And I was like, wait a minute, this guy's a scholar. He knows the ancient languages. He helps translate, you know, ain't the, the Dead Sea Scrolls in a sense he, he, to get translations of the Bible that we have today. Like that was his job to be a translator. He's an expert in, in Semitic languages and things like that. And for him to say, hey, there's relevance to this topic of aliens and and like giants and Nephilim and things like that, the demigods of old and the gods of old, like there's an ancient battle going on in, in, in the Bible that isn't addressed because it gets literally lost in translation because a lot of us aren't doing deep Bible study, word, not just word study, but uh, doing actual... If I would call it an event study, where there's these events that happen both in the Old and New Testament, where they're re- repeating and they're likening back to each other. And I think not too long ago, Jordan Peterson made it really popular, posted how there's over 66,000 or something like that references between the Old Testament and the New Testament, and yeah. how it just references each other. And there's so much correlation there that we miss because we don't understand the the, the language and uh, so looking into Dr. Michael Heiser's work, and he really just synthesizes it for the layman like myself, uh, really brought even more to light this uh, concept of the UFO phenomenon and its spiritual connections. That's so important. It's like eliminating the gatekeepers from these these colleges where you know pastors will go and they'll get their seminary, right? And now they're ministers. But they have people in their congregation that are dealing with demonic attacks in the night. They're seeing things that do not belong in the night sky, right? I mean, mm-hmm. there's just so much going on, even with my wife and things that she's talked about from her past. Well, she'll go to church, but she doesn't feel comfortable telling the pastor things that <laughs> she encountered right. You know, when she was younger. She's like, oh, they'll think I'm crazy here. I just want to be a good little girl and fit in. And mm-hmm. breaking down that paradigm in my opinion, is is so important to getting to the crux of the issue. And, and that is, we are in a battle. This is a battlefield. This is not a vacation. I've heard people say it's a voting booth. Well, yeah, I mean, you have a decision to make every single day. <laughs> you know, So we are voting for light or darkness. But you and what you did and and it's almost like eliminating the gatekeeper, giving people like myself, even reiterating uh, the permission to go there. Like it's okay. Mm-hmm. And that needs to be highlighted. Mm-hmm. You know, no, I, I really wanted to set a trend by doing this episode because, you know, I've been joking around, but, but I mean it when I say I'm calling you big brother Chuck, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I mean it when I say that. And, and if we don't demonstrate like a healthy dialogue of like, Hey, you're doing this right. And this needs to be recognized. And this is important because 
your you have covered information and continue, especially with the Hail Hydra series mm-hmm. coming up. Mm-hmm. I think it was on your hundredth episode, like kind of getting to that. You and Mav really riding out and going spaces that most people don't want to go. Like like it's not entertainment. I liked how you put it as like this is an event. You're on a mission, and if you believe in Christ, you if you're an ambassador, it comes with some responsibility. You got to count the cost. It comes with the Berean mentality to study, show yourself well-approved. I really feel like you're doing that in a lot of ways. And and I'm not saying this to be like, oh my gosh, Chuck is glowing, but we have to have healthy models for as people are coming in the floodgates with questions, with challenging um, the paradigm that the church won't go certain places. We have to have a model, a measuring stick where it's like, well, I recommend this. And you, you're in the seat now where I'm literally referring my whole audience to say, mm. you need to check out what Chuck has already accomplished through the grace and the power of God's calling on your life. And what's yeah. yet to come is exciting for me. So right. I want to ask you, what are, just give me a couple episodes, Dr. Michael Heiser specifically, I think right. it's episode 49. I see him. Uh, here, Demons with Dr. Michael Heiser. I'm going to read the description real quick, and then I'm going to ask you to throw a couple other heavy hitter episodes out there that are <laughs> going to help people cover some sure. of these topics. You wrote in the show notes, Satan, the devil, princes and principalities, demons, dragoned of old, father of lies, are in some ways the Bible describes spiritual beings who, for some reason or another, are always up to no good. In this episode, we let biblical scholar and theologian Dr. Heiser, Dr. Michael Heiser, talk to us about this subject as he also does his new book, Demons. We dispel some myths and also discover some very interesting facts about this mostly misunderstood subject. Epic. Epic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was later when we, I think that was the second or third time, we had him on episode 15 back in 2017. And uh, right after that, that's when we did the actual uh, first volume series where we did a series. That was like our first kind of series sort of, and it was the it was an Aliens in Me, it was called. And so basically it was just uh, the biblical perspective of how we can talk about aliens. First guest was L.A. Marzuli. Second guest uh, on episode 17 was Ali Siadatan. Um, and then right after that was Tracy Yates with uh, Alien Deception and the Quantum Torah. Uh, all of that was really early in the show. Uh, again, we were talking about this stuff because, uh, honestly, Michael Heiser presenting the Unseen Realm uh, paradigm, the Deuteronomy 32 worldview, as it was coined, that is what really opened up uh, the spiritual significance of the UFO phenomenon, because there are many scholars, even people from Harvard that are, they were incredibly skeptic, but uh, they're saying this is a real thing. This is happening to a lot of people around the world, this, this phenomenon of abductions and UFO sightings. And one of the weirdest things is how a lot of people that were getting abducted, which is one of the first information pieces that I heard that was getting suppressed, was that when people started calling out the name of Jesus, the abductions would stop, right? They would be in the middle of whatever it was, whether they were like being tortured or even just taken like sleep paralysis, and they could see these entities taking them from the room, 
Um, so that was interesting to me right away. I'm like, wait, so if they're just extraterrestrial, if they're just beings from another planet, uh, you know, they're from, you know, the nearest galaxy and they're from Zedi Reticuli or whatever. And then they come over here and we're like, in the name of Jesus, I, I, I rebuke you. Why would it care? Right? Like if it was exactly, exactly. You know, like who cares? He'd be like, that's your, your, what you think is God. I don't care about that. But instead, it, the abduction would stop. Or sometimes it was reported that a lot of these quote unquote aliens entities were get would get really angry, and then the abduction or whatever was happening would stop. And so I can only think of certain bodies or entities uh, that don't like that, and those are fallen entities from the Bible. And I hesitate to call them demons because it's much more complicated than that because I don't like the dismissive uh, the, the the dismissive kind of attitude that some pastors, the, the, some of the pastors uh, as of late that do acknowledge the existence of these, you know, entities where well, they all like, those are, they're just, they're just demons. I'm like, uh, yeesh, you, you just bet you threw the baby out with the bathwater in a sense, because there's so yeah. much to uncover there. Yeah. Biblically, it shows me that you don't know, about the unseen realm, the Deuteronomy 32 worldview. You don't know about the fallen watchers. You don't know about Psalms 82, 89, like, and, 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 and so many other verses in the Old Testament that show that there are corporeal, physical, fallen entities that are disturbing the peace and likely are the powers and principalities that are mentioned in the New Testament. Uh, and that some people even claim to bump into uh, because uh, there's a lot of that that I feel is happening that is not addressed because just like you said, you bring it up in today's modern kind of Western American church and and it's kind of frowned upon, you know, but I come from a very weird Pentecostal. We used to practice witchcraft and all kinds of weird stuff in my in my younger life. So none of this stuff is like incredibly surprising to me. Uh, other than now, it's mainstream, but before it was fringe and conspiracies. Yeah, and this story is corroborated among people all over the world at this point, right? Like we're beyond mm -hmm. – and years ago, you could have been like, oh, that's just anecdotal. You're just talking about something you thought you experienced. You need to go see a Catholic priest and do an exorcism or you need to get on some medicine, right? You need to see the doctor. Well, we're going to recommend some other doctors on this episode to check out. Uh, we have quite a number in mind. I mean, just looking at um, Dr. Judd Burton, Dr. Laura Sanger, Dr. Michael Heiser's work. I mean, that's just a start. And anybody who's serious about this truth journey, like I'm seeking truth, there's no way anyone could say, oh, I spent five, 10, or even a half an hour looking into this, and I'm going to dismiss all of it. Because the Bible tells us, do not be ignorant of the devil's devices, and that my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. So if we're representing the Bible and we're taking it serious, that's enough of a reason to literally thoroughly go through this and be like, I want to know what people have access to. I want to have an answer in season and out of season. So I love what you're saying. And it's just amazing to see how this information flows for you because really 
the best way to do this is to take the journey, to put in the time, mm -hmm. to have the discussions, to let time go past. A lot of people just want to rush into podcasting and they just want to answer all these questions. Well, it does come with spiritual warfare. You oh. got to count the cost. We're oh. not in this to make money. Yeah, <laughs> We're in I don't the wrong business I, I to try to make money. I don't dude. push. Yeah, because I don't. I I always say if people want to support the show, that's great. And I overall, in seven years, I've gotten like three or four supporters tops. You know what I mean? And 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 I'm not complaining. I'm telling you that I. It's this is not about money. I'm not exactly. doing this. You know exactly. to to make this my job or anything. It's 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 what I do. It, on, when I have time on the side of my job, which is yeah. why we don't have that many episodes. We only have like 120 something episodes, probably 120 something I think total. Close to 130. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, and it's all because, you know, oh, there's right. podcast started two years ago and they're like at two, 300 episodes. But because I don't, I don't, I have to work for my family and everything. So yes. it's, it's just all in between. But I feel it important. And primarily my, my ministry, I guess you could say that God gave me was, has been this, but, um, I think now's the time, you know, uh, again, it's in, it's in the news, UFOs, aliens, yeah. disclosure. And it was very weird. Nobody batted an eye. It was kind of like, yeah, okay, that's cool. But I got bills to pay, bro. Like nobody really cared, <laughs> you know, but yeah. I thought that to me, that was, I don't know, kind of the point I felt yeah. like the propaganda for alien life and the UFO phenomenon has been so strong the last 10 years, specifically with the Disney propaganda from uh, the Avengers and uh, all of those movies, the Marvel movies. They have pushed the Nephilim UFO alien agenda f successfully for the last 12 years at least so like greatly and profoundly around the world and the fact that we had congress we had like our governments admit to it and everyone was like yeah yeah that's about right is proof to me that the social engineering worked and everyone exactly. lapped it up everyone yeah. believes in it and now a lot of these truther movements, which there is a lot of, by the way, Christians, there's a lot of truther movements that are non-Christian yeah, that are pushing important, valuable information for sure, but also lumping up that the Christianity as part of the problem, that Christianity is, isn't real, and they're kind of biting into the Billy Carson Anunnaki story, and because they don't know that Dr. Michael Heiser has extensively debunk this by on the website ZachariahStitchinIsWrong.com because he wrote a book, uh, Zachariah Stitchin wrote a book called Chariots of the Gods, basically saying that all the ancient gods of old, including the ones in the Bible and everything, all of these things were uh, stories of aliens. And uh, that's where we got the whole ancient aliens and its popularity from. But um, just in the word studies alone, uh, Dr. Michael Heiser debunks all of that thoroughly so well and I just yeah. highly encourage if you're a pastor, if you are a believer and you think that like in many movies, always preach like in the movie Prometheus and many other movies, like what would you do if you found out, uh, I've seen tweets about this, like uh, what would you do if you found out there really are aliens and then someone said, I'll throw my Bible out the window the same day, you know what I mean? And so there's this 
evil tactic where if we get people to believe the alien phenomenon, immediately that means the Bible isn't true. And that's why this ministry, these these kinds of this kind of information is incredibly important because there are people teeter-tottering on their faith about to become atheist and bite into this phenomenon of aliens, not knowing that if they understood Genesis 6, if they understood the bloodline wars of the Old Testament, of what was happening in the book of Joshua, of what God was doing, and why specifically he is protecting the lineage of Israel, the bloodlines, and how that continues in the New Testament, and how Jesus himself is warring against the Titans, and when he transfigured on Mount Hermon, uh, he was actually declaring war against these ancient gods that were real because he did that at the gates of hell, you know, and all of these things that are related to the alien phenomena, phenomenon, including uh, all of this witchcraft and all these weird things that you see uh, Hollywood practice. All of it is related to this alien phenomenon. So the more you dig, the deeper you go it just starts connecting all of these different dots, which is why I made the Hell Hydra series, because Hydra, if you don't know, is like an octopus, you know, has hands everywhere. And there's a yeah. lot of pieces that need to yeah. fall into place in order for the new world order to be established. And one thing that me and you mentioned in conversation is there's a big difference with these truther pages that are Christian and non-Christian. And even some of the Christians fall for this this mistake. And the mistake is that we're here in some way to stop the New World Order. And I'm like, if you that's what you think, that's you've not read your Bible. <laughs> you're not supposed to stop the New World Order. <laughs> you know, you're supposed to fight in the midst of it and yes. grow. Uh, it's going to grow. And you are supposed to grow the kingdom of God despite the New World Order growing. Because there's... God will allow that to happen regardless of what we do. So sorry, truthers that aren't Christian, you're not going to be successful in stopping the <laughs> New World Order. It's going to happen for a period of time, but we know the end of the story if you read the book of Revelation. That is only for a temporary time before God really comes back in judgment and, oh Lord, I don't want to be there for that. And, and nor will we be if we belong to his kingdom. But, I mean, in the midst of all of this, I mean, we, we got a lot of work to do. Absolutely. And just when you're saying that, like I am getting hit with do all you can to stand and then stand thereof, right? And we're supposed to occupy until his coming. So, mm -hmm. you know, there is a depressive mentality that can fall on people where it's like, they don't want to do anything because they're like, oh, the end is coming. The signs of the times are here, right? Or when Jesus says, do not be deceived, verily, he says to them, look, don't be deceived, you guys. These things are going to happen. Well, they're all happening simultaneously, which makes us very peculiar time slot to be living in, right? And now is the time actually to contrast the kingdom of the Antichrist with the kingdom of God, like being that very thing right? It's not time to walk in fear. It is not time for us to bow down to these, these idols that people are raising up through ideologies, through witchcraft, through ancient venerations of different spirits and bringing that stuff full circle back and slapping a new name on it. Now is not time. Mm -mm. So you got, you got me in fifth gear pinned right now. And <laughs> I love, I love when it's just comes out organically because really this battle that's taking place, the most relevant message you could ever get 
is seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and he will add on to you what you need. So you guys keep pressing on and keep fighting. And what you have covered, I have found help with the encouragement to really keep going in the midst of a lot of different chaotic messages. Now, I know my faith is strong, but if we're honest with ourselves, there's seasons where it's like information overload and having a biblical filter is key. Mm. So I do want to talk about, you know, some, some of these episodes leading up to Hail Hydra and let's talk a little bit more about the Hail Hydra series. Now, this is something that, you know, you and Mav kind of um, put together, like leading up to your hundredth episode and you had brought up, you know, Hydra, this like, you know, multi-tentacle beast creature, right? <laughs> and it's like, right. well, there's rabbit trails from multiple different directions that some people are not aware of content you've covered. I know it for sure because I get interactions with people, you know, friends and, and what I would like to call just you know, other kingdom members that reach out and say, Oh, tie the knot on this. What do you think on that? Well, well, we're not alone. You guys, you know, me and Chuck are standing here together saying Christ is Lord and the Bible has answers. Now what you've done in the hell Hydra series is going to answer a lot of questions. Give, give us a brief overview. Let's dive a little bit deeper into the hell Hydra that you and Mav did on fire theft radio. Yeah, so Hell Hydra started at like episode 82. And first, it's in, the intention of it was like, okay, we got the sound down. We got the quality kind of like, we're all right. We, we're sounding like a good podcast now. Thank God. We're, you know, trial and error, trial and error. So we told people, well, if you don't want to go back and listen to everything, um, if you listen to Hell Hydra, you'll basically get the gist of the show, Fire Theft Radio. And our intention was, yes, to dive into what is the occult, you know, which we brought on William Ramsey to talk about that a lot of times. A very amazing researcher and investigator. Uh, I would recommend his show, William Ramsey Investigates. And he uh, puts out content all of the time. And, you know, he spoke about the abomination uh, of um, Aleister Crowley and how he brought his religion into Hollywood that practice, you know, Hollywood practices to this day. And so uh, him and many other people came on the show and we talked about the despiritualization of Christianity and how it's just soft, you know, in many ways, we're not the Christians we used to be. It's, it's an, it's like there definitely needs to be a revival, not just for people to come to Christ, but the people that are in Christ to really have a fire to to stand up for for tyranny for a lot of things that are happening around especially here in America and so we're just kind of so standing true. idly by and and something really convicted me this morning actually I woke up early and I saw this reel and then I it didn't set with me right like they they used it incorrectly but I knew what the intention was so I started looking like the context of that verse that they used and the verse that they used was actually more terrifying in its proper context and the context was like they posted it saying if you ever doubt the power of god just remember this verse and it stated about how god was going to pretty much help slay uh people yada 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 and it was kind of like oh yeah that shows his power or whatever but then when i read the verse it's actually more terrifying and it was directed towards believers i'm going to pull it up right here just because I think it's incredibly important. 
<clears throat> we are podcasting now. <laughs> this is podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> so Ezekiel 35, 6 through 9, it says, Therefore, um, I declare the Lord Yahweh, certainly to blood guilt, I will prepare you and blood will pursue. You did not hate blood. Now it will pursue you. And I will make you the mountain of Seir into a desolation and ruin, and I will cut off from it both he who is crossing over and he who is returning. And I will fill its mountains with its slain, your hills and your valleys, and all of your watercourses. The slain by the sword will fall in them. An everlasting desolation I will make you, and your cities will not return and you will know that I am the Lord. That is scary, dude. God yeah. said, you yeah. are not passing judgment against bad blood. You're supposed to be judging people who are doing things that is unjust before the Lord, but you are sitting there passive. You can say, oh, you're being inclusive. You can say, Oh, I'm just, you know, I'm I'm a Christian. I'm just I'm I'm just a nice guy, man. Just, you know, let them be them and us be us and you know, that's the American way. Yeah, well, God's standards goes above the American way. Amen. Yeah. And not absolutely. standing and just standing around and just letting all of these laws being passed, you not doing nothing about it, and you not speaking up in the schools when you need to. It's a problem. And if you're not there for your children, for example, I, I luckily and and I thank God for this. I praise God. I'm not boasting about it, but I've I've taught my daughter well enough to catch a lot of uh, nonsense, a lot of propaganda, political propaganda coming from the left, which our schools is complete. And I'm not advocating for the right here neither. I'm just telling you the propaganda in school is is leftist intentionally to destroy society. And yeah. again, I'm not arguing that right is the the right way to go. I'm talking about Jesus Christ is the right way to go, which Absolutely, is you yeah. know, but. Uh, the point is, is that like her homework assignments are like either anti-Christian and this is, these are, this is English classes and history classes. They're trying mm. to prove Jesus wasn't real. They're trying to push LGBT stuff. They're trying to, uh, uh, you know, focus on like, we need to throw Donald Trump in jail. All of these things that have nothing to do with anything that the class is actually about. But again, yeah. the propaganda is so heavy. And if they're oh, not gosh. grounded spiritually, if they're not grounded in the teaching of the Bible, this stuff will just sweep your ch children away. And you'll, yeah. you, you won't have the slightest idea. You know how hard it is in my school for me to talk to a counselor, to a teacher now? I can't even walk on the campus. I mean, before, like, it, the campus was open to everybody. Now it's literally like a prison. Like, you have to go yeah. through three doors. You have to sign in, sign out, and all these different things. And all, you know, you had, it wasn't like that before. And I'm sure they're going to say it's because of safety. But I can't even get to my teachers if I want to talk to them. They have to agree to see me or not and things like that. It's like a whole thing. Well, before it wasn't like that at all when I was a child, you know, and there's a reason for that. They're making it very hard for you to do anything uh, that can uh, change, really. And and if you don't speak up when you can, it's going to be a problem and it's going to turn into an issue. And so you don't want to be that person in like in the verse that I just read where God's telling you, you are here for such a time as this to bring my justice wherever you are at whatever cost. Yeah. And if you don't do it, you will pay with blood now. 
And that happened to Israel all of the time. So please understand that. Read the Old Testament and even read the New Testament. If you are called, you specifically, to do something, and you keep just turning a blind eye, that the consequences of that, the ramifications of that, can literally destroy our society, literally destroy our country. And, and when there are Christians yeah. saying, oh, no, America can't fall or whatever, I'm like, dude, please read your Bible, bro. God will make anything fall if it means it's going to make his people come back to him, because ultimately that's what matters. He doesn't care if a country lives. He doesn't care if a country continues for another thousand years. No, he cares. Are the people there doing my will? If they're not, they're going to crumble, and then they're going to come to me. You know, So I definitely, personally, for me, more than ever, even though I've been doing this ministry for seven, eight years now, and even more so convicted that I got to do more than just speak to people online, that I have to do, be really be there for my family. My focus right now is to be there for my wife, be there for my family, and be like, hey, man, let's, let's make a difference for reals. Because now more than ever do I feel that we are so near to the uh, fulfillment of prophecy in uh, the book of Revelation that if you are caught sleeping, like it, it is the time where you're going to fully like regret sleeping on God, man. You need to make that decision. I, I don't know if there's anybody like, should I become a Christian? Should I give my heart to the Lord? Dude, what do you got to lose? Okay, because I always tell people, especially atheist friends of mine, I'm like, if I'm wrong, I die and nothing happens. Oh, I could have lived a much more pleasurable, quote unquote, sinful life. But if you're wrong about your beliefs, you're going to pay for the ramifications of that for eternity, bro. So weigh the consequences here. I'd rather be an idiot, quote unquote, and believe in God while I'm alive than not have that opportunity after death. Just, just give your heart to the Lord, man. You got nothing to lose because, what, well over 1,500 prophecies in the, in the Bible have come true. You know, when Isaac Asimov uh, called a few shots, he's a scientist, on what would happen with technology. Oh, my gosh, he was like a god. You know, Nostradamus got like three things right. Oh, my gosh, he's ahead of his time. And, you know, a bunch of other people called this stuff out. Oh, it's like he was, oh, oh, oh what was his name? Uh, Hugsley. Oh, he knew what was going to happen. Oh, Orwell. Oh, he knew what was going to happen. Dude, have you not read the Bible? Way more accurate. Over long, yes. over much longer periods of time, impossible prophecies coming true left and right. At this point, thousands upon thousands, and you're gonna not hold it on high. I, and you need to seriously reconsider what what is truth if you you don't think that the Bible isn't truth. And so there's so much to consider here. And I know I'm babbling on. I'm just going on and on. But it's, it's time. I feel sad. like I'm a guy in the yeah. street right now on a soapbox. Like, give your heart to Jesus. You know what I mean? <laughs> One of those things because there's so much obviousness yeah. to me where I'm like, dude, everything I've said, and this is not a boast. This is glory to God. Everything that I've said in the show in the last seven, eight years has come to, to be. And I, where I see it going I see it going really fast uh, in, a, in a very dark direction for those who are not believers. Uh, and for those who are believers, that means the kingdom is closer than ever. The one thing that most people thought uh, were happening, like even in, in the book of, um, when, we were, when we read the, the letters that Paul was writing, I mean, a lot of these people thought it was going to be then and then. 
then and there. But as we see all these other prophecies come true, all these technological prophecies where hybrids are being made again, where you can basically see that we're um, fighting against other gods because even strands of our diseases are named after gods, you know, oh my gosh, all yeah. these different things that are like, it's in your face. Like when we came out with the Hydra series, we, I just kind of made it as a symbol because I was watching a lot of James Bond at the time. And, uh, I was connecting these dots that these spy movies are always kind of telling you what's going to happen in the next five to 10 years, especially the Daniel Craig ones. And I already knew before it was even bigger than it is now that they were going to push global warming as a thing because of the James Bond movies. And so I saw those and I was like, that's going to be a thing. And then, you know, we went into Spectre and the octopus and all these different things. And I'm like, yeah, that's going to continue to grow. And in that year, when we released, uh, when we started to release the show, it, within six months, everything Hollywood was octopuses. Everything was <laughs> yeah. octopus, yeah. octopus. Like people were taking photos, look it up, like uh, uh, Hollywood pictures as, uh, you know, celebrities as uh, dressed as octopuses. You'll see all these people with octopus hands, octopus legs, black and white symbolism, yin and yang, you know, all the occult symbols there, the covering of the eye. And then the different variants of COVID were octopus related. There was like a hydro, you know, uh, hydrovulgaris, I think it is. Yeah. yeah is there's like this whole thing that people were getting because they got the COVID shot. They were getting mm -hmm. like this tentacly weird thing that they were calling it uh, some sort of hydra thing as well. Like everything became hydra that year. And that was all God. Like I didn't know that. I just did the show because I was like, all right, all of this stuff is connected. It's like a giant octopus and it's going to be a thing. And it became a thing, you know? And, and yeah. even like in 2019, I was like, Oh, in 2020, we're going to have an outbreak of something. It's going to happen. And if we, if we look at the, the information and how it's presented and boom, that post got removed because it did happen. <laughs> and then Jeez. more of it is happening. And I see like already, John Hopkins University posting about how there's already these new variants coming in by 2025. We're going to have a strong, super strong version called SPARS. Well, we'll see if that happens. But like there's all these different things. And I, I would pay attention to these things because, you know, before COVID happened, exactly John Hopkins and, and uh, all of these universities and different uh, uh, organizations like the WHO were already running simulations, right? On, on Event 201. I yeah, mean, that was with Bill Gates. And that's the thing. And I just have to say this, and I said this recently on a recording too. See, the devil parallels what God does. He still has to operate within certain spe uh, spiritual legalities that mm -hmm. a lot of us are unaware of, right? So God says he will reveal or he won't do anything without revealing first through the prophets, He's going to speak prophetically through either the office of the prophet or the gift of prophecy through people that fear him and are in that gifted position, right? And what does the occult do? There's this systematic desensitization where they have to tell you what they're doing. They have to mm -hmm. put it out there subconsciously, mm -hmm. but then they do it in a manner where, and sometimes it is Hegelian dialectic. Sometimes they set the stage and they're betting on futures like, okay, we know this will be the outcome, so we're going to set this issue up so that they plead for a response, and then we're going to give them the the resolve, right? Mm -hmm. But the enemy still has to operate by these legalities. And pastors 
if you you guys, we just need to really come together and share this information because what Chuck is doing right now for us is he's obviously giving God honor, praise, and glory. And he has a library of things where he was like, you know what? I don't care if people like this or not. I'm going to follow the nudging and the tugging. I'm going to go down this road. We're going to expose darkness. We're going to ask questions that most people are terrified to ask or bring up. And now there's a library where he can give a really nice, brief, streamlined overview of information that's imperative that we as the body are prepared of. Now, Chuck, I, I'm sorry. I feel like I'm, I jumped in when you were on such a thread, but you're making me feel alive. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, uh, thank you, because I do. I mean, I'll rant forever and I, I'll sound like I'll sound like that meme you know, that guy just connecting all the red threads everywhere, you know, from, from <laughs> the, always the sunny guy from it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, that yeah, I'll, <laughs> I definitely am like that for sure. But but even more so now, um, I'm not like that with my family. I just let it be. But um, uh, I just in the beginning, you're very zealous. You want to, you know, I, at this point, yeah, actually, yeah. I hate to, t- to say I told you so, because yeah. what's happening is terrifying. You, you yeah. get me? And I'm, so I don't like it. it. You know, if someone accused me of that, multiple people like, oh, you just like to say, I told you so. I'm like, no, I don't actually, because this is not good, especially for you, non-believer. Like it's, this is, this is not good. Uh, you think it's going to get bad. I mean, wait till you see God's wrath. Like you don't want to be there for that. So, um, yeah. but my point is, is as I'm making held Hydra, uh, one one of the things that the show really has focused on is we don't dive too deep into a specific one subject. We're not like kind of like, uh, I don't know, blurry creatures, for example, like it's mainly like creatures and let's go as deep as possible on the subject, which opens up other, other subjects. I get that. I've always intended to do show the show to dive into the weird, but also dive into the Bible. One thing I also noticed that I would recommend is that if you do go down rabbit holes and you get red-pilled, as they say, one unfortunate repercussion or consequence of that is a little bit of, I don't know, madness in your heart, a little bit of anger maybe, a little bit of fear. It is like that moment when Neo realizes the world that he lives in isn't real and he disconnects for the matrix for the first time and he's like what in the world is going on and he throws up and, and it's like this can't be true i really did feel like that because the world as i knew it in many ways was just falling apart i needed some help emotionally it's one of the reasons I created the episodes with Dr. Michael Davis uh, or Mike Davis, as you might see him on the show. And those episodes I highly recommend for people and they're called emotional intelligence. So the gospel of emotional intelligence, I have volumes of that and I have multiple episodes with Mike and we're always talking about emotions with him because he's the emotional intelligence coach. And one thing I did notice the, the trend I noticed amongst podcasters, both believers and non-believers, was kind of this uh, need to to have emotional help, to be able to carry the baggage or this burden of this ministry, because like you said, it, it is, it comes with a price, it comes with consequence for sure. 
and uh, I paid for it dearly with 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 my emotions. But God led me in a place where I am just so much better. I feel like I I owe it to people. Like God wanted me to show people, like, hey man, you can still live in the matrix <laughs> joyfully, but as long as you're serving the right master, you know, as long as you're serving God, um, you can uh, yeah. uh, actually live happily. And because uh, <clears throat> there's this general thought that even in the Christian world, we practice a lot of, uh, I've said this before with you, uh, a lot of emotional suppression mm-hmm. instead of emotional uh, expression, right? And, mm. and, and we think that we shouldn't express all emotions. And we also think that because we misunderstand, oh, the heart is deceitful above all else, that we shouldn't trust your emotions. Well, I'll ask, I'll ask you this, uh, and I, I know you know this, but Rod, so who, who created emotions? Was it Satan or was it God? Yeah, it was God. So uh, why do we look at our emotions uh, as if they're so evil? Well, you would say because we're what? Why would you say if if people are? Well, I mean that's a multi-layered answer, but just in a nutshell, society and uh, you know, suck it up, kid, move on, right? Oh, it'll make you stronger. Only the strong survive, right? Uh, boys don't cry or vent or have a psalm moment like david did right there's no psalmist in the modern day 2023 you can't express your (laughs) really my opinion yeah yeah david was like a a, one of the best examples of what a man can be even in even in its fallen manner he he shows how much you can return from that in god's grace you know um but i mean he was a warrior he was a musician he was a a philosopher yeah he's a warrior poet songwriter i mean i mean it was something definitely to strive to be for sure but going back to the point is that if you ask a lot of pastors they'll say like no we're fallen we can't trust our emotions we can't trust our emotions i understand that and i i agree to an extent but if you say we can't trust our emotions and then do nothing about it Mm, you'll never grow spiritually in order for you to trust them, you'll always be running away from your own creation that God designed and you'll be afraid because you're like, no, I'm just living in fear, which is an emotion by the way. Right. All right. So hold on. I got to I got to jump in and say this real quick. Cause you're hitting on something that is above and beyond personal at this point for me. And you don't even know this, but I'm going to give a shout out to my boy Klaus. Right. So Klaus comes up from Virginia about once a month and we do prayer meetings. But me and him had a conversation recently and verbatim what you're saying to me. He's like, Rod, you can't bottle these things up. You got to express it and talk about it. And and I was relating to him. Yeah, I'm still breaking out of the matrix in so many ways where all of these years of systematic desensitization and like, oh, come on, suck it up. Right. Or, oh, everybody's been through that. Like your story doesn't matter. You know, like that whole mentality that I grew up in, in a lot of ways, 10 years later, following the Lord, I'm still piecing through it. I'm still wading through a lot of the damaging environment that I personally grew up in. So I can only imagine how much that is going to resonate. There's somebody out there that needed to hear that. Well, it's me, but there's somebody else too. Mm -hmm. And he was giving me that same advice. And by the way, I did have Dr. Mike um davis on in the beginning of this year i actually gave you a shout out on that episode because i remember texting you mm. and being like bro 
send me his email. I got to get him on the show because you, you know, I had to listen to an interview with you and you talk so highly about him. Sorry for cutting you off. I just really needed to really reflect and, and, and in a way say that because repenting is having a change of mind. You guys, mm. it's having a change of mind, right? So I'm sorry. Keep going, Chuck. It, what you were saying was excellent. Yeah, no. And so, no. And th- the whole point is, and I don't know if he's said this while he came on your show, but, you know, we tend to think that there's nothing that we can do about our emotional state. And that's incorrect because as you become a believer, in in many ways you change very quickly and in other ways you struggle, right? We all yes, know that. Yeah. We all have individual struggles and we all have things that we strive in that we just, that are just easy and natural for us. And I believe those things that to be something that God naturally gave you a talent to do. But in doing so, uh, there are things that we struggle with, right? Yeah. So that being said, usually the idea is, oh, you're just afraid of doing that one thing. You're afraid of it. So I'm just not going to, like, I'm not even going to address it at all. And we just suppress, suppress, suppress. It's one of the reasons why it makes it difficult for a guy, in my opinion, to, like, overcome pornography or something. Or overcome, uh, I knew men who just could not stop, even though they wanted to, uh, just, they felt compelled to, uh, I don't know, cheat on their wife or, um, all of these different things that, I mean, these are bigger sins, right? But even the small ones like, oh, I, I just, a compulsive liar or all these different things. Right. And the way I set it up is this way. Uh, we need to view emotions as tools that God gave us to sig- to sign to us to you know show us what we're feeling and why we're feeling it but what we do as often is, as as kind of fallen nature that we have is we detach the reasons why we feel yep. a certain way yep. and we just kind of walk almost numb you know not really we detach all these reasons, all of these uh, per- like things that have happened in our life, and we cannot do that because uh, I've talked, and Dr. Michael uh, Davis has talked to people where you ask him, like, how are you feeling today? Oh, like, oh, I'm okay. Well, no, no, okay is not an emotion. Uh, how are you feeling? Feeling. And then they yeah. sit sit there, and they're like, dude, I don't know. I don't, I don't, feel, I don't really feel anything. And yeah. that's the problem. We're so unaware of our emotions that um, they are basically taking us for a ride and versus us using them as tools because it's okay to be angry, but sin not correct. Exactly. Right. It's okay to be sad because we need to mourn if, if something sad happens, it's okay to feel betrayed. It's okay because we need to know when someone has broken our boundaries, right? It's okay to hate. What? Yeah. Hate what is evil. God called us to hate what is evil, right? Hating the sin and not the sinner. Like uh, there's a major misconception with that. For sure. And I wrestle with that personally. Like, right. Because all of that stuff has been so skewed, especially in modern social politics where for example love is love and now we're becoming accepting of minor attracted persons right because that's where we are now uh and we were we're we're degrading humanity so much with this love is love that even people that say that phrase don't know what it really means because when you look at it from the perspective of people you say that and i've asked actually people 
So you think love is love, and they're like, oh, yeah, love is love, and whatever. So if you had a child, you would let me date your child? <laughs> you know? And then they were like, oh, well, I don't know about that. I mean, you're a grown man. I feel fury. Exactly, right? <laughs> right? So I'm like, so love is not love. So you say yeah. that as a general, like, social, that's part of what everyone's saying, but you don't actually believe in it. Like, I seen, like, this guy in England when you know a lot of the english people were saying let in all the refugees let in all the refugees yeah. and then he was pretending to be like part of a like a refugee assignment company and uh -huh. he was like okay uh are you willing to sign here and take in refugees into your home not a single person agreed to take in a refugee into their home everyone Dude. is easy to jump on the trend yeah let yeah. in all the refugees but you're not going to actually do it you know what i'm saying they're not willing to take that step and actually put a refugee in their house right and so again a lot of these people do these things where they're like hey yeah no love is love oh no minor attracted persons yeah but what if it's your child right what if it's your child what if it's my little girl right and then you this this one old man oh i identify as this so you can date my daughter and she's a minor no bro that's not going to go that's not going to yeah, go we well need for you. Morality right? back in the church. We need the fear of God back in the church. And that's what I'm saying. But hey, yes. you know what's tied to that? And, and this this is uh no matter no matter I know people don't don't I don't know. It's a, for some reason it's a controversial subject in the midst of the church, but one of the reasons practically or more pragmatically or more scientifically however you want to say that men aren't rising up is straight up because most of them have just very uh, unfortunately have really low testosterone, like literally, like we're, I'm not, I'm not making fun of them. They actually eat so much garbage and yes. don't ever work out yep. that their testosterone is low. And guess what? That makes you susceptible to not doing anything where you're supposed to rise up because testosterone is what makes men uprise when they need to. No, we, worldwide oh have gosh. the lowest yeah. testosterone that men have there's men men in their 30s today have less testosterone than men in their 60s in the early 1900s okay well and even my buddy nick who's a holistic nutritionist he's been on the show he actually was on the last symposium as a surprise guest he's mm -hmm. a certified holistic nutritionist went to school for years has the credentials and he was talking just about the bpas that are in plastic and Ooh. how it contributes to the estrogen mm -hmm. and it makes a male confusing compound within our design as males it hinders the masculine yeah completion the effect and so i mean we were just kind of diving into like food like gmos right these these genetically modified origins and then the stuff that's in the air so chuck really what i mean and and hail hydra really kind of covers some of this in a nutshell <laughs> yeah and no, we're it, even it goes, compounding it because yeah, so the reason the i'm bringing all of attacks. Yeah, right the reason i'm bringing all of these subjects up is because we in one way or another address either uh, the conspiracies about the Bible not being real, the Christianity yep. being despiritualized, um, men not being men anymore, uh, the alien phenomenon and its connection to to spirituality, yes. the Nephilim, the Nephilim bloodlines, all of that is in the Hell Hydra series because it relates to what we're experiencing today. What what, yes. we're, what we are in the middle of this epic battle. Yes. And it's, in my opinion, culminating to to an end. We are, as Marvel would put it, 
at the end game. And I feel like that yeah. was named that intentionally and released at that certain time intentionally. And we are there now. And it is time for you, Christian, you men specifically, to learn your Bible as much as you can. Okay. If you are a, a husband, Please, and I know this seems like not related, but I did a whole episode on that with Ali as well. I think it was episode 55. Take a martial arts, work out, at least learn how to throw some punches. Be a protector yeah. for your family, protector for your wife, you know? And just yeah. in doing such a thing, I mean, dude, you, you see how my wife looks at me like, dude, I, I love it. She's like, bro, you are, I mean, excuse my language, but like, you're a badass. Like you're, you know what I mean? And she like loves yeah. me for it. You know what I mean? Like I'm a man yeah. to her. You get me? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you know, and I, I don't say this with like, I got it all figured out. I had to learn this stuff the hard way because I was this low T super shy. Like I'm not going to do, you know, whatever happens, happens kind of guy, you know, in my twenties, I just, I just wasn't inspired to do anything. You know, this is all stuff yeah. that I've learned along the way because of the ministry that I've been, that I'm in that I'm like, dude, I'm messing up, bro. Like I'm not a man. I need to man up like legit, dude. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm over here. I was in my mid twenties where I was kind of barely figuring that out. Like where I was like, what in the world am I doing? This is not manlike at all. I'm not yeah. rising up for anything. I'm not doing anything. I need to rise up uh, because God was calling me to change, to be transformed. And so we have all of these responsibilities as a man that we're just not fulfilling anymore because of the type of society that we live in today. And yeah. it just it's just so sad to me how many churches, especially where I live here in Southern California, are just posting up the pride flag and then just just I I've seen some of their services on their live feeds and I'm like bro that is the most low T guy like that guy goes home and I'm not making fun of him but he probably eats like an impossible burger impossible meatballs like non meat no dairy he has his you know soy lattes probably and so he's over there just preaching nonsense and it's yeah. affecting his ability to preach the word of god boldly you know and yeah. so when you look into the holistic medicine stuff i really highly suggest people do that because i mean um i mean we're in the midst of of babylon so yeah. everything is designed uh, to try and not let the people of God grow. But I mean, that's why we must pray and, and say like, hey, any weapon formed against us shouldn't prosper because we're, we are in a bad place, folks. But God put us here for a reason. So I wouldn't panic too much. I mean, we're here for a reason. Yeah, we, we were born for such a time as this. And, and recapping and just I'm being flooded with thoughts. I can't I'm just loving this conversation because you're bringing so many things back to the surface that I was like, man, I'll never forget this. And then you go through the battle, you know, and you're contending and bombs are getting dropped on you. The spiritual warfare, you know, you're literally trying to manage if, for the men out there who are married, their households, they're contending for sanity in the midst of hordes of demonic attacks and, and the people who get it if you know what i'm talking about you know what i'm talking about but it reminds me like some stuff you're saying maybe 10 minutes ago um there's a guy marcus rogers who I, I support and he's from the chicago area and a lot of people say oh man he's just a, a youtube prophet but so much more but he has a saying that caught on uh, probably like a year or two ago and he was saying casual christians will be casualties 
right? And today is not the time for us to bow down and and submit. We got to be like uh, Meshach, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I think. Abednego, yeah. Uh, these guys literally were standing in the face of the tyrant of the time and saying, let it be known, we're not going to bow down to Burn us, bro. Yeah. And, and you know what? God is able to save us. And mm-hmm. even if he doesn't, if he chooses not to, if the story unfolds this way, yeah. yep, not bound down. Sorry. I'm not built yeah. like that. Yeah. So I just th- posted it, I think on a feed on, on Fire Radio on Instagram. I was like, dude, you can't be a, a part-time Christian fighting full-time demons, bro. It just yes, does, yeah. doesn't work yeah. that way, dude. And, and, so, and this yeah. is another really important thing I just want to bring up real quick. It, the church is at large. Now, my audience knows what I mean when I'm talking about church because I'm referencing the people, the body, not the building, but we're still breaking down those denominational ideologies and preferences. That's We're getting there. We're covering ground. <laughs> but how many times do you go to a building and gather on that Sunday and maybe five minutes of prayer? I remember when L.A. Marzulli came on, and I think it was 2020, and towards the end of the episode, he's like, churches, you pews need to be turning towards each other, and you guys need to be locking in warfare prayer. There needs to be humility and agreement taking our position as sons of God. And like, I'm like, yes, thank you, somebody, to say what needs to be said. It doesn't change, you guys. The Bible says first bind the strong man and then plunder his house. Five minutes of prayer is not enough. Mm. And I was just talking with somebody earlier who started a podcast. I'm not going to drop anybody's names, but a a younger guy or a a younger podcast, they're kind of asking for some help. What are your thoughts? Give me some guidance here. And I'm going, fill in some voids that, that aren't, aren't yet filled. How many people out there know what precatory prayer is? How many people know what strategic prayer is? Dan Duvall, I always include his bride ministries notes on each episode because he has a prayer list there with strategic prayer. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but for the the pulling down of these strongholds, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers, dominions. And yes, we need to know some black belt level stuff because... Sometimes those demons may be in a meat suit that's trying to harm your children. And uh, yeah, not not bowing down to that. I had my yeah. near-death encounter one time uh, when I was younger because I, I didn't know how to fight as well as I thought I did. And yep, we're not repeating that process. Yeah. But what I'm getting at here is we need to have the humility to look at each other regardless of title, you know, whatever. And we just need to be like, man, I'm going to lock arms and pray for you. Yeah. And what is what does the Bible say, Chuck? Here's a real fast unlocking the bondage of iniquity, mm-hmm. like forgiving people, letting go of stuff, preferring other people. I mean, the scriptures, there's just so many levels to this. And I love these kind of conversations because it's almost like people will listen to episodes and some people may be terrified. Like, Rod, what are you doing? You sent me to Chuck and now I'm freaking out because of all this information. Do not fear. Do not be afraid. Don't be destroyed for your lack of knowledge. Don't get destroyed because you're mm-hmm. afraid to go there. Go yeah. there. Go there. Yeah. And then reach out to me or Chuck. And there's many other men who are willing to say, I'm making a stand. I'm making a stand. I'm unashamed of the gospel. Yes, I'm a work in progress. Yes, you could probably write a book about my flaws. I'm aware of that. You got yeah. nothing on me. I'm a right. child 
of the Most High God. Now, Chuck, let's kind of wind down a little bit here. Give us an overview of, tell us what should people expect? Do you have anything in, in the future planned with the show? Any cool up and coming stuff? And then I guess this is a two-part question, but then finish us off with what is your message for the millennial generation? Millennials or the younger ones? Because I'm a millennial still. I'm 38, 39. You're, you're still in there. Yep, yeah, you're in so I'm, I'm still a millennial, I guess, at the end of there, of the millennial age or whatever. It's almost <laughs> a cool thing now. It used to be like, oh, you're a millennial 10 years ago. Now it's like, <laughs> dude, I'm I'm a millennial. We're going to we're gonna rock the show. <laughs> we're old, bro. Yeah. Um, well, the, it's funny that you mentioned earlier podcasts should like get together more because that's kind of the plan that I had. I, I want to do shows with other podcasts more, um, more like a cross cast and share each other's thoughts because it's definitely sparked, uh, other interest or other series. I know talking with you, I'm going to dive down uh, talking about Billy Carson and forbidden knowledge and Anunnaki stuff, because now the disclosure quote unquote is the thing people are going to gravitate towards that. And now's the time to bring people back to the gospel, back to the Bible. And that is why the show is called fire theft radio. If you know anything about why, uh, Prometheus, uh, he stole fire, the fire of knowledge, right? And then he gave it to the people. And of course, it destroyed them and all. It's kind of like kind of like a Lucifer story. And for that same reason, a lot of people thought we were like shilling or we were like Luciferian. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> read the, read the, the intro on yeah. our website. We are stealing the fire back and giving it biblical content, yeah. which is why we're like, okay, we're going to take it. We're going to take this knowledge that is available, that in my opinion is fallen and, and, and leading people astray and bring people back to the gospel and bring people back to the Bible, um, to God, to Jesus Christ, you know? And so that's what we're doing is we're going to go with other podcasts more and uh, give people hopefully some information that is is really needed right now. And uh, the other thing is, um, again, I just recommend listen listen to the, the Hell Hydra series. Go, go over there. Uh, you can reach out to me. I'm not... I've been known to be a little maybe too straightforward sometimes. Um, I used to run a youth group at the Calvary Chapel I used to go to. But sometimes uh, I would get in a little bit of trouble because I'm, I'm kind of straightforward. I'm not very good at counseling, per se, you know, <laughs> because I don't have patience uh, for a lot of guys that want to play the victim. Uh, I don't like victimhood because God doesn't call us to be victims in any circumstance. I mean, Jesus himself was being crucified and <laughs> he was praying for his enemies. And like, that's the perfect example of never, you know, subduing himself to victimhood. He knew what his mission was and what he needed to do. And it didn't matter how painful it was. He was getting it done. And um, so that being said, in my head, sometimes I feel like a lot of young boys and young men, they're in their early twenties are not acting appropriately and they'll say some very unmanly things and i'm like dude that's not good 
you need to stop. Like you need to stop. Yeah. You, you know, uh, yeah. I've, I've I've even told people straight up. I'm like, stop playing church. Don't even come to church. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I'm like, bro, you, you shall not pass. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, dude. Because there there's stuff like that in the Bible. Like, is there people there and they're just yeah. playing church and they're doing all this sinful things behind everybody's back? Oh, don't let him be. He'll change in due time. I mean, no, no. The Bible says call him out and be like, yo, stop doing that. And if you're not stopping, yeah. you can't be here. Dude, like that's just stop, you know, and, yeah. and we need to be as men a little bit more assertive uh, because um, I would, you know, practically I started taking these like, and this is not uh, a plug for this, but I started taking these shilajit uh, stuff like this uh, resin uh, and has like 85 minerals in it. And I took my blood work after like what, th four months after, six months after taking it straight for like, I would take it for a month straight, take two weeks off, a month straight. And then after f like five or six months total, actually, uh, I got my blood work done and my, I like doubled my testosterone, you know? Wow. And, and so, uh, guys, you guys need to do stuff like very practically other than just, yeah, you need to pray. You need to be straight up, uh, honest in a biblical manner, God, ask God to give you that discernment and that wisdom, uh, that strength to be courageous when you need to be, you know, and, uh, and actually do things for your temple. Cause that's the biggest conviction I have right now for myself. So when I tell other people to do it, it's because I'm doing it right now. I'm working on it myself. And the biggest conviction is that I see a lot of men in, in our, especially in this Western world, completely desecrating the temple of God, which is their body. Okay. And it, they, because yeah. you wouldn't go to church and start throwing trash in there. You wouldn't go to church and like graffiti and destroy it. But yet we do that to our body, which is the temple of God, by the way, by eating all of the wrong stuff, having no, you know, being negligent about what is good for us and feeding horrible things to our family as well. You can't be yeah. doing that. You know, there's, I saw this post and I, I agreed and disagreed like, oh, the post was a Christian guy talking about why does God allow, why does God, he, I don't like how you phrase it. Why does God give people cancer? And uh, part of me was like, dude, I wish I could just go off on this little rant, but I'm like, dude, there's so many things that I feel that we can avoid suffering if we were uh, knowledgeable about them, because that's what the Bible says, right? You suffer because of lack of knowledge. My people suffer, Right. And there's so much knowledge that is coming about now that can help heal you, restore your body. And we should do these things, except unfortunately it's hijacked by the New Agers. It's hijacked by all of these non-Christian, weird, natural people. And I'm like, no, nah, man, that is what God intended. We as humans were intended to thrive on this planet because he created this earthly realm for us humans to live in, right? And so it makes sense to me that the planet itself and its creations amongst it can help heal us. You get me? It does just, it's just 100 make, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It just makes perfect sense. Right. So we need to pay attention to those things, really look into those things, but stay grounded in the Bible, stay grounded yeah. in God so that you're not confused by all this weird new age propaganda stuff. And, and, and uh, yeah, man. So like you said, I'm, I'm waking up earlier. I'm praying. And it's not that my prayers are longer and I'm doing all these like one hour prayers now or whatever. It's more like they're intentional. 
Like the like, I, I'm trying not to be mechanical with it. Like I wake up, oh God, thank you for this day. God, this day. I go to sleep, okay, God, thank you for another day. You gave me this day. God, you know what I mean? Like step out of that norm. Yeah. Get a little uncomfortable. You know, wake up at the witching hour. You know, uh, at the witching hour, there's people doing rituals, hoping that they can advance the 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 evil side of things. Yeah, wake up during that time and pray. That's the fourth watch. You know what I'm saying? Go over there. Pray yeah, yeah. and 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 uh, combat the spirit world with the spirit world. You know, be intentional. And if you do these things first, guess what? All these other things, God will add on to you because if you, you put the kingdom of God first, God will bless you and other things that you need. So, I mean, we just got to get to work, man, and and we'll just live a much more happier, or I would say, content life. Right? I don't like to use the word yeah. happy because it implies that circumstances are what make you happy because that's where it comes from happenstance you know certain things have yeah. to happen in order for you to feel happy exactly no i i i'm generally in a pretty like content like good head in my in my in my in my head space because i know that all of this right now is temporal or i'm i'm doing my best walking before the lord yes i make mistakes yes i'm a sinner but dude i'm working i'm working hard to change all of that as i go you know Man, James 5.13, is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Mm -hmm. Let him sing psalms. This is an edifying episode, man. You're a wealth of information. I just couldn't recommend uh, you any higher. Uh, and hey, check the fruits. You shall know them by the love they have for one another. You shall know them by their fruits. We're not talking about whether they're happy or not. We're talking about <laughs> some people think their fruits are measured through the money and the influence they have or the yeah. house that they have. And yeah. it's like, no, the fruits are measured when the opposition continues to come against you, but you are connected to the vine. You are a branch. You know where your strength comes from. You know where your power comes from. No matter what comes against us, the gates of hell will not prevail. There will be testings. There will be moments where you guys will be challenged. But keep crying out to God. Keep pressing in. And you know what? Go leave us that five-star rating and review. That <laughs> helps us reach somebody else yeah. who may be dealing with issues that, let's just say they can't it, find. It really does. I, I laugh. Somebody else really, to help them with. It, it's true. It it's really true. does. Like you, you rating us high. I mean, uh, you know, thank God. Uh, it, the show has been rated pretty high and, and I, and I really mean, thank God. Thank you, you guys, guys are doing, doing excellent because yeah. it really has helped spread the fire. I mean, and I don't, I don't say this boastfully, but I remember I was, I used to, I used to speak with Nate quite a bit from blurry creature, blurry creatures. And he said when, when he started a podcast, he, he, um, before he started, he Googled like, Oh, Nephilim and all that. Let's see before he even started just to get all the information. Right. And because of the ratings, the first pop, podcast that popped up was fire theft radio and he's listening to that which helped launch his which his is just you know phenomenal just grew so much and exploded everywhere and a lot of this like uh this same kind of conversations we're having are there in, in like much more detail when it comes to like the fringy weird creature stuff and so my well, point is is all of that has happened because it's like a like a domino effect one person you know like likes the episode shares yeah. it yeah and as, yeah. as we say on the show on Fire Theft Radio, they're spreading the fire. And, oh, boy, is this fire spreading for sure. So, um, you know, I really do appreciate that. And, and if people don't think that it doesn't help, it helps 
substantially. Like if you rate the show, uh, and I'm talking for your show, it, it'll it'll really help. Absolutely. Well, I know I have faithful listeners that uh, I'm depending on you guys to go leave Chuck that five star rating and review and help us spread the fire. And don't forget to water the mustard seed because we're slowly growing just as we should over here on the millennial mustard seed. Chuck, it is my honor, man. I, I really hope we can get together and do this again. I'd like to see some more collaborations and I've had you in mind, and we've talked off air about this, but I have you in mind for a roundtable episode where there's a couple of podcasts that have reached out to me continually. We hold a dialect and I'd like to kind of get you as let's just say big brother Chuck and put you on the hot seat and shotgun some questions at you, but also, (laughs) you know, have some fun, like, like dive into things and just sharpen each other. I I think that that would be very interesting and it's overdue. So any last words as we, we, as you say, <laughs> land this plane, if you don't mind. <laughs> right. Um, just a few recommendations. Uh, recommend go to Instagram, Fourth Watch uh, with Stephen Prouse. Uh, if you want to really reconnect kind of to this, I don't know, man battle field kind of stuff, I recommend the Fourth Watch, Fourth Watch on YouTube as well. Uh, they do live Bible studies with other men. Uh, sometimes I'm in there when I have the, the chance cause it's, it's a live Bible study. People can interact on Thursdays at four o'clock. Uh, Byron Rogers, uh, he was my first guest I ever had. Um, I guess this is kind of direct towards men. I f- please follow Byron Rogers. If you're in Southern California or other parts of the United States, he holds symposiums, uh, he's a fellow Christian as well, holds symposiums, trains men uh, how to be protectors, uh, even if it's just for your family, not just uh, he specifically focuses on people who are doing it as like executive protection programs and stuff like that. But he also uh, does it for people that are just like, hey, man, I want to learn how to be situationally aware of things, how to fight a little bit better. Yeah, stuff like that. And, um, of course, Fire Theft Radio. You can find us at firetheftradio.com. Uh, email us at firetheftradio at gmail.com on Facebook, on Instagram. Uh, you can message us there, and it's usually me answering. I'm, I'm in charge of the all of the, the messages there. Um, and uh, if you have any questions, any hate mail, all welcome. Bring it on. <laughs> Very well said. And send me send me some links that I can add this into the show notes as well. And then really, I mean, I, I would say a recommendation that I have, right? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a name out there and and we'll throw a podcast out there. When you had Ali Sadiatan on. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's like one of the OGs for the alien oh, yeah. uh, disinformation connection. So I'd really mm-hmm. like to show him some love, right? And, yeah. and just, you know, when you guys go to Fire Theft Radio, when you go to the podcast, whether it's on Spotify, Apple, wherever you guys go, you're going to see episodes with all of these awesome people. I want to highlight the importance of one of your more recent episodes with him. Shouldn't have been too many ago, but Ali Siadiatan. Please listen to that. You did an episode with Dr. Laura Sanger recently. She doesn't come any more higher recommended that I could possibly do. I mean, I've had her on the show, I think, four or five times now. She's kind of like, um, you know, the big guns, you know, we're like, Mm -hmm. Laura, we need you here to cover this. And she just comes Mm -hmm. and sweeps the floor. So that's amazing. But here's a newer podcast. 
and these guys reached out to me for an exclusive interview, but their, their name is uh, Pete and Luke, right? And they're big fans of Blurry Creatures, but they started a podcast called The Days of Noah. And they have uh, about a four or five part series with Timothy Bentz. He keeps coming back on, and oh, um, I see. I'm, super awesome work. Have a show? I didn't know that. They, I saw them following me. I didn't know they had a show. Well, yeah. I mean, I've talked with them like off air about you. I'm like, well, you need to listen to this. You need to check this out. I, I do a lot of. Um, I don't normally let people know how much I do promote them, but there's a time and a season, just like the Bible says, don't praise yourself. Let somebody else praise you. And, and this is my way of just recognizing you, Chuck, the seven years you put into it, the friendship you've invested, um, and being kind of like a big brother in some ways where you, you have said some things that I needed to hear. You've, you've helped me in ways that most people don't ever take the time Mm. of day to do. So that Mm. needs to be highlighted. There's a time and a place for that. That time is now. Mm -hmm. And, Check out the Days of Noah podcast, the episodes more specifically with Timothy Bentz. That's just my way of showing the love and, um, you know, helping to just spread the fire above and beyond just um, one little click. We are a living body, diversity of gifts. And Chuck, love and respect, brother. I can't wait until we do this again. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I am in Southern California. I do want to say one more thing. Um, I have a plan to go to Santa Monica Bay, Santa Monica mm. uh, Pier, okay. which is the busiest pier we have here in Southern California. One of the busiest, super busy. Uh, and I saw that a lot of street, uh, you know, talent is like they perform there. They they sing, play an instrument, or dance, whatever. They'll do all kinds of stuff there, right? Uh, but I'll also, right when you get there, there was the classic kind of like preacher, like receive Jesus kind of stuff, right? And it gave me an idea because I wanted to do this locally, but I wanted to. But then I don't know, like maybe I should scale up because there's so many more people there, and I think in the midst of Southern California where all of the the thickness of all of the cultures meet there, at least this is what I saw. Um, this is a good place to do this. And my, my what I want to do is I want to set up a table, have my little podcast gear, because uh, I got two mics, and just put up a sign saying, I want to hear your sleep paralysis or supernatural story. You know? And wow. And just put yeah. it on there and then tell them, hey, if you, I'm going to record this and put it on the show, right? And just let them know. And if they're willing, I'll put it on the show. If they're not, then I probably won't record it, but I'll just have them talk to me. But yeah. that'll be kind of like my sneaky way to evangelize. <laughs> <You get me? laughs> because eventually yeah, we all either lead to the spiritual conversation or they'll go to the website and they'll see all the other information. And it'll tie together with some of the stuff that I did with Vicky Joy and things like that. And so I think I want to do that. So, um, Dude, that's an awesome idea. The more the merrier, you know. So if there's someone in Southern California and uh, maybe they're, you know, a seasoned Christian, they're kind of in this world, uh, maybe, you know, reach out to me and maybe we can talk so we can over there and do this every now and then i'm talking about like maybe once a month or i don't know whenever i get a chance it's nothing that i'm going to do all of the time there's no commitment oh this is going to be our ministry for the rest of our lives nothing like that it's just i want to get 
a little bit of like um i guess like the live interaction like, like yeah you're just stretching live interaction the bound. With, you're stretching people, the boundaries here yeah with yeah. people's interaction with the supernatural and the spiritual you know what i'm saying absolutely and then, and then that's just, a great idea well i'm looking forward to hearing about it and honestly if you can live broadcast that too i think it would be really cool to like you know let other podcasters know and, and maybe try to get a large live stream going and interacting as you do that in person that would be epic because i mean hey let you know let me know come back on even if we did like a 15 minute reminder episode or just like a, a quick ease of edification episode uh before you actually go and do that that's epic man yeah anyone out there i love pray it for i me. love it pray for me you know absolutely may this happen and fall into place however it needs to be you know well that's it that's the show everybody coming to you from southeastern pennsylvania god bless and goodbye